Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Bowers & Company CPAs, and our great friends at Camillo's Golf Club. We bring in one of my favorites. He's been a regular in my show for years, radio, podcast, you name it. Got one of the sickest backgrounds I've ever seen <laughs> of a guest. It's my guy, the former goal, goaltender himself. Uh, one of his teams was the Buffalo Sabres, in fact, and now he's crushing it as an MSG Network analyst covering the Sabres as well. Marty Biron, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I appreciate the good words on the background. I'm actually thinking of switching it up after the hockey season and do something different. But, uh, you know, when people see it for the first time, they uh, they appreciate it. They love it. So maybe I'll keep it one more year. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a couple of times uh, now, but I forgot how awesome you got. If you're going to change it, you got to at least leave the masks you got to leave the goalie stuff. Right? Well, it frames, you know, I'll be honest with you. I locked out. So, you know, COVID happened. We started doing a lot more work from home. And I started putting like, you know, I kind of put mask on the wall behind me. But there's a door that opens right to my right. And sure, like it was a, the luck of the draw. It literally clears the mask by about a quarter to a half inch. So I'm yeah. like, I, I didn't even think about it. I could have like easily opened the door and shut it right on the mask, right? So it worked out uh, pretty good. Maybe uh, a little bit luckier than good, but that's all right. Yeah, I see the RJ and Miller banners. And I know before we hit record, I showed you all of mine on the side yeah. here on my hockey and Sabres display. And listen, every time I see that Sabres display, in fact, I have a Bills wall that I didn't show you that's on this one. I've been living this Buffalo sports thing for 39 years as a yeah. fan. I know the objectivity is supposed to take over. I've been in sports media for 25 years. I got to tell you, man, my heart hurts right now. I mean, the Bills in the playoffs again and the Sabres, I was thinking to myself, I told my wife at the beginning of the Bills season, I said, the Bills are going to win the division. They're going to go 11 and six and they're going to lose in the playoffs again in the divisional round. And look at that. I checked all the boxes. I didn't want it to happen that way, but I was right. And then I said to her, but you know what? It might be a little easier to take this year because the Sabres will be there for me. Yeah. Oops. Marty, is this rock bottom right now for them? This is brutal. Uh, it's not been the best of uh, starts, obviously, but um, there's, there's still, I look at it, and first of all, like, it's easier talking Sabres with a clear mind for me because I've been there. I've been in the locker room and I've gone through losing 10 in a row as a, as a player and then flipping it around and winning nine in a row. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're back and forth and back and forth. When I talk bills with my friends, my family and with people, it's like, I'm a fan, right? I'm, I'm, I'm still crushed and it's been two weeks now. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a different, uh, a different thing when I speak from my heart or when I speak from my head. When I talk about the Sabres, I can speak from my head just because I've been there, done that. I've had some highs, I've had some lows, and I can kind of evaluate it. Um, the thing this season, which has been really hard for me when it comes to the Sabres, is their health. They've not been healthy. And, you know, when you, 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 when you look at the career years that some of the players have had last year, the Tage Thompson and the Dylan Cousins and, you know, those guys uh, that had career, yeah, Alex Tuck, and then you start the season and you can tell that they're not 100% and they miss nine games and they miss five games and they miss time and Jack Quinn's not there and your roster's not the way that you thought it was going to be. Uh, then it, it definitely puts some, some, some challenges in front of you. Um, 
the, the good team, the best teams overcome those challenges uh, because everybody deals with them. Uh, the Sabres haven't been able to overcome that this year. So that's where it's been, uh, it's been tough because uh, when they've been healthy and they've had, you know, their full roster, they've been pretty good. Um, you know, over the last little bit here, they're six and four. Well, six and four is, is not fantastic, but you do that over a season that's going to, you know, it's winning two out of three, two out of three, and then one extra loss. You're going to get in the playoffs that way. Six mm -hmm. and four will get you in the playoffs. Um, you know, going five and five and three and, and seven is not over a 10-game span. So um, that's the problem with me is that they haven't been healthy. And obviously, it's affected the whole dynamic of the roster. It's affected their uh, their defensive play. Um you know, yeah, they went with a couple of young guys this year with Lukanen and, and Levi. But you look at the last month or so, um, they've both been really, really good. Uh, why? Because defensively, the Sabres are playing better. But the first half of the season, defensively, was kind of like last year. It wasn't where you wanted it to be. So um, is there some positive that can be taken out of it? Yes. Is there a lot of runway left to the season? Absolutely. Uh, has it been disappointing? Yeah, obviously it has been disappointing, but um, I think there's still some some things that can go right for the Sabres moving forward. And hopefully they can, you know, get close. Last year they got close later in the year and then they made a push. Maybe they can do that again this year. Does it depend on when a goalie gets sent to the AHL? And I remember watching you right up through your career uh, play a lot of those battles in the barn about 15 miles south of where I'm sitting against yeah. the Syracuse uh, club in the AHL. But does it, is it case by case mentally as a goalie, I guess, or even a player right overall, when you get sent down to the AHL, like, is it, well, I know my situation, I know I need work and I'm up, or maybe you're a semi-star and you're, you're not achieving the expectations and you get sent down, right? Is it, is it all case by case? Is it, mentally deflating no matter what is it both of them how does that work when a player gets sent down what's that like how how hard is that i think it's case by case um i'll be honest with you i remember my third year uh pro so i played two seasons in rochester my second year in rochester i was goalie of the year we went all the way to the calder cup finals mm -hmm. and i came to training camp and in training camp there's dominic Kashek, there's dwayne rollison there myself and I actually felt like I had the best camp of all the goalies in, in camp. Like Dom was Dom. Like Dom was on a pedestal. And if he didn't have a good camp, who cares, right? Yeah. He's Dominic Kashuk. But I felt like I outplayed him in camp, mm -hmm. which maybe he didn't take it seriously. Maybe he said, why do I have to get ready for camp? Season is when I'll get ready. But when I got sent down, I remember Darcy Regeer and Lindy Ruff calling me into a small little coach's office at the Northtown Center in, in Amherst, New York. And, and they called me in there and they said, Marty, we're going to send you down to Rochester. I was mad. I was so upset. I was mad. Slammed the door. I felt like I had earned my spot with the Sabres. So there's those type of situations. And then there's other situations where, you know, I, I got called up to Buffalo, played a few games. And then they're like, hey, you're going back to Rochester. Thank you. Like, I, I know I've got a job to do. I know I've got, I've got to learn. I got some experience to gain. And I'm gaining great experience in Rochester. So it changes and it, it defers from case to case. Um, I look at Devin Levi this year. He starts the season in Buffalo. And he plays, you know, a lot early on. The results are not there. You know, the performances are not there. Um, it wasn't there for Lukanen and Comrie either at the start. And then they say, hey, you know what? We can use that tool with Devin Levi. Let's send him to Rochester so he can play some games, get his confidence back, get his mojo back, and then 
maybe at some point we'll call him up. Well, he, he played a couple of games and then he got called up because there was an injury to Eric Comrie. But even that, I feel like Levi went down to Rochester, played with a purpose, and then got called back up. He went down, played one game on a con- well, a semi-conditioning. It's not a conditioning stint if you don't have to clear waivers. You just get sent down, you get called back up again. But, you know, they did that a couple of times now. Levi is in Rochester throughout the bye week and the All-Star break. He'll get to play. I think he's using it in a positive way. Um, you know, if you're Tyson Jones and you get sent down, it's like, hey, I want to play in the NHL. It's different. But once you're playing in the American League, you have to perform because you ultimately want to get back to the NHL. Yeah, I just I, I would think that that would be a, such a hard situation just mentally, you know. But hey, I mean, you know about the grind. Marty Buran with us, MSG Network, uh, Sabres analyst and a former goalie uh, in his own right. So a couple more for you here, Marty. And I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, when the Sabres were rolling out all these contracts, you know, for Tage Thompson, Darlene, uh, Samuelson was signed right and Power was signed to these to these decent, you know, big deals. I kind of was on the fence with a couple of them. I, I really, I said, you know what, Tage Thompson, I've seen enough. Rasmus Darlene, I've seen enough. Like, Thompson's probably an MVP candidate down the line, and Rasmus Dahlin's probably going to win a Norris before it's all said and done. Those guys, no doubt, I'm all in, sign them long-term. I wasn't so sure on power, and I wasn't so sure on Samuelson. I like them. I think they're nice players, but I maybe needed to see a little bit more. And then that leads me into, like, last year. They missed the playoffs by one game, mm-hmm. one win. They're a high-octane offense. It's immediately this year – Playoffs are bust. The Sabres are coming. All these prospects. Here we go. And it was kind of like set last year. Watch out for these guys. And they were maybe annoyed at something. And people just kind of went into this year to say, this is what they're going to be. And sports don't work that way. And you know that. So between the contracts I talked about and possible anointing of whatever last year, do you think those things are blended together to kind of create what's happened this year where they're not getting the results. No, I don't think it is. And and look, it's fair to point the two of them because, you know, there has been occasions around the national hockey league where, you know, teams give out contracts and then all of a sudden they they lose their identity. I I don't think that's the case here. Um, Rasmus Dallin is a competitor and you talk about him, you know, deserving that deal. Absolutely. Owen Power is technically only in his, you know, second year. Like he, he had, you know, a little bit of a taste, a full year. Now you look at him and saying there's going to be some, some, some ups and downs in his, in his development. He's still a young man. Um, I know that he wants to play better. Everybody does. Um, but I always look at players like when, the, when it's a guy like Owen Power, I look at a guy like Victor Hedman, a bigger bodied, I know not the fastest of skater, not the most exciting of players like, you know, an Eric Carlson or Kale McCarr or Dalino or whatnot, but really takes time to get yourself going. It took Victor Hedman, Hedman probably three or four full seasons before he got to be the Victor Hedman that we know he is now. I think with power, it's going to take some time, but he's a number one overall pick. He's a, he's a a very mature kid. Um, He's got the size. He's got the tools. I think it's all going to come together. Sam Wilson, it was just, look, the guy is, he, when he's healthy, he is definitely an asset defensively for this team. Um, So, and the contract was not, it's not seven, eight, nine million dollars. It, it, it's not going to hurt you. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with Cousins. Cousins signs the big deal. 
Um, but he doesn't have Jack Quinn with him uh, along with Paterka for most of the season. And 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 Cousins has been kind of underperforming and he and he's trying, he's trying. So I don't think the contracts um are are a reason behind all of this. I think for a lot of players, and we talk about a lot, like some guys only play well in their contract year, right? Their their contract's about to run off. They they play well and then they pack it in. Um, this is not the case. Like, you know, there's a long time. There's seven, eight years on these contracts. If they have an average year and then they have six good years, then it's absolutely successful. I think that would be the case. So I don't think that I would have liked to have had a seven or eight year deal, to be honest with you. I always worked on two years and two years and one year and one year. And it becomes like it's stressful. It's a lot of pressure. Like I would have liked to said, hey, I've got all this time to kind of just you know, get myself good, get where I want to be. And I think that's the feeling these guys have now is that, yeah, there's been some issues this year, but, you know, we have time to get it going. But um, I feel like they're all putting the work right now. All right, that's fair. And Jack Quinn now out, what, eight weeks, which pretty much takes you Yeah, uh, this is this is unfortunate. I, you know, when you have I mean, a second-year so well. player like, like yeah. Jack Quinn, uh, we were on our way to Nashville last summer when we found out that he had the Achilles injury, he was going to miss – Probably the first half of the year, he came back. The timeline was right. He came back right after Christmas. Uh, he's made an immediate impact, not just at five-on-five five with Cousins and Paterka, but I think on the power play, which the power play struggled a lot this year, uh, maybe Quinn would have been able to help even more on the power play, and now he's out eight weeks. Um, this is unfortunate. It's just uh, um, you feel you feel for those guys that have had to deal with those type of injuries. You feel for... You know, a Matthias Samuelson who has missed some time. You feel for Tage Thompson, who, who as a goal scorer, a stick handler, a guy with amazing skill set. You know, he has a hand injury, and then he has to wear some kind of a brace on his hand, and he's playing, but he's playing at 75%, 70%. And then you start putting the pressure on yourself. I'm not producing. I'm not scoring. Power play is not good. I I mean, that's that stuff when you're dealing with those type of injuries. All right, I've held you. I just had one quick question. Oh, no, go for it. In the final minute I have, it's it's a non-Sabres question. I mean, you you played from 1995 to 2013, I believe. You, you've been retired for a decade already. I'm not trying to make you, you know, feel old. I, I feel old too, but, man, time goes so fast. But you played in an era where, you know, you saw Wayne Gretzky still, right? And you saw Mario Lemieux, and you've seen – some of the all-timers in this game, you've seen Hashik, you've seen Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeau, I could go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. There's this guy, Connor McDavid, playing hockey right now. Yeah, That is the, the face of the sport, and he's the prototype for the sport. Size, speed, skill, youth. And I also, by the way, think that hockey's never been better than it is right now. I got to tell you, Marty, I've never seen anything like him. He is unbelievable. When you watch him play, by the way, we still have Crosby and Ovechkin, and Crosby right now is in the thick of the MVP race at 36 years old. But when you watch McDavid play hockey, what do you see? Oh, I mean, speed, explosiveness. I remember I was working with the Airy Otters uh, half a year, uh, and that was uh, Connor McDavid's uh, last season in the OHL. Chris Knobloch was now the head coach in uh, in Edmonton, and Jay McHugh was an assistant coach. So they called me and they said, "We need help with our goalies. Would you come and and just uh, kind of you know send them the right direction?" And I I was kind of their goalie consultant, goalie coach for half a season. But I watched Connor McDavid in practice, Dylan Strom in practice, Alex DeBrincat in practice. Uh, you know, um, I watched all these guys, and and McDavid, I, I had never seen anybody practice 
and play at such a rate of speed. I'm like, I've played with some really good NHL players in my career, you know, the Breer and the Drury's and all those guys. Uh, but I never seen anybody go that fast in practice and he's never, never slowing down. Um, he's always going to be explosive. He's always going to have the speed. Now, funny enough, you mentioned, you know, Connor McDavid, maybe, maybe being the best player on the planet right now. I, I get it. But I also do some freelance work around, you know, the NHL and I work with TSN. We just came up with our uh, TSN top 25 players right now, halfway in the regular season. And Connor McDavid was second on our top 25 list. Can I guess but who's first? You can definitely guess who's first. And I, I know you'll get it. Well, I mean, is it, is it McKinnon? It's McKinnon. I mean, Nathan McKinnon is He's at this moment so the best hockey player in the National Hockey League. I, as Crosby, like if we did a, not at this moment, but who's the best hockey player in the world? Crosby, uh, not Crosby, uh, McDavid is is definitely number one. But at this moment, McKinnon is number one. Kucherov, I had Kucherov two and then uh, McDavid three because, and you know, you poll a bunch of people because I think that McDavid, unfortunately, was hurt earlier in the year and now he's coming on. At the end of the season, McDavid could definitely be number one again. Um, you know, I look at, you mentioned Crosby. I played against Mario Lemieux um, and, you know, Mario was late in his career, but he was imposing. He was intimidating no. Crosby as he's still doing it at 36 years old. Um, and with the thing with Crosby is he's not as intimidating and as, as imposing, but he's so darn smart. And no. yeah, you know, he scored a goal the other day from the side of the net on a whacking the puck. Like it was, it was like tennis, a two hand backhand. Right. And he put yeah. it in the net and you're thinking like, how does he do all of these things? That and backhand the pass to Jake Gensel the other day. Right. Like, like it's not back. by accident. It's not by accident. He's just yeah. that good. Amazing. So I think Crosby still ended up like 10 or 11th on the list of mm -hmm. top 25. Like that's pretty impressive when you have Kill McCarr, Quinn Hughes, McDavid, McKinnon, Kucherov, Matthews. you have Austin Matthews, you have Connor Hellebuck, you have all these guys and Crosby still a factor in this league. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it really is. MSG Network, Buffalo Sabres, Annals, Martin Buran, the former goalie. What a treat to have you again, Marty. It's been a while. You can get him on a, a MSG Network the rest of the year covering the Sabres and the NHL on the national level uh, as well. Hey, good luck to you. If you're ever in upstate New York, lunch on me, all right? I, well, yes, I drive through all the time because I go to Ottawa, see my kid a couple of times. He plays junior up there. But I know that uh, we had a lot of snow here in Buffalo. I know you guys in, uh, in, in what Robert Ash used to call God's country because he's down in Utica. Um, you guys have also felt the uh, the snow, lake effect snow over there. So uh, stay safe and stay out of the white stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't get as much as we used to, and uh, we haven't gotten a lot at all this year. But again, I just just a little it. north of you guys, then they got oh. Watertown got a lot, right? Yeah, exactly. So we'll, uh, but don't worry, we still have a nice solid three months of winter left. So <laughs> we'll definitely get it uh, for sure. And you know, I'm going to be texting you when we get six to eight or more. I'll be like, never mind, it's here, it arrived. But yeah. hey, thanks so much for doing this. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Anytime. I have a few quick thoughts on the Sabres next here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, the Al & Angus Pub, and CH Insurance. Platter back with you, brought to you by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Camillus Golf Club, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today at advisors.massmutual.com. So, I mean, this is basically it for the Sabres, in my opinion. I mean, it's 
we're kind of in the same boat that we were in prior to last year where it's okay like let's look towards the draft and building and developing and and like something to build on where last year they kind of came out of nowhere caught lightning in a bottle surprised people signed a bunch of these players now Jack Quinn's hurt all the injuries Marty alluded to um and I'm you know I got the schedule here in front of me and like we're in this really weird time period with like the all-star break where you know teams have like two weeks off and you know, the Sabres don't play again until this Tuesday, but they've been off since last Saturday uh, when they won at San Jose. And of course, this happened last year, by the way, where they started to get a little bit hot and then the break happened. They won two games on the West Coast really after they looked dreadful against Tampa at home uh, and then at Anaheim. You know, they beat the Kings. The Kings have really fallen hard. The Sharks are the worst team in hockey, but they still got two wings. I mean, wins. I mean, the Sabres are one of the top four or five worst teams in hockey. They got those two wins, though, and then you're like, okay, and the two-week break. <laughs> so, um, it's just, it's unreal. Everything just falls apart for this franchise. It's unbelievable. They have the longest drought in hockey in terms of making the playoffs. But, like, you come right back, you play Dallas on a Tuesday. You got the Blues on a Saturday. And then you have, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, guess here. One, two, three, four, five, quick count. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't know, 10, 12, 14, 16. I mean, you got... You know what? Well, it's easier for me to add what they've played 22, 23, and 4. So that's what 45, 49 games, 50 quick math, 32, 33 games left. I mean, there's no way they're making the playoffs. They have to jump so many teams. And it's so disappointing. And Marty said, you know, the contracts aren't okay. That's fair. If I had to pick one, I would still say that they were annoyed at something last year. Like, what did you prove? You proved that you have a lot of young talent and that you were one win away from the playoffs and you got anointed like all these different things. And so now what do you do? Maybe this is the best thing to happen to the team. Maybe it is. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see because they're not making the playoffs this year. But maybe this is the best thing for Dylan Cousins. And yeah, I know Jack Quinn's injured probably the rest of the year, but like maybe it's the best thing. You know, let's set aside the injuries and just say it's the best thing for guys like Cousins and Thompson and Zach Benson and J.J. Paterka, and Alex Tuck, and Rasmus Dahlin, and Samuelson, and Power, right? Maybe it's the best thing for all these guys. Be like, hey, yo, guys, (laughs) you know, you came on last year. It was really neat, but, you know, you come back to earth. Now you got to face the adversity. Now people don't see you coming. Now people have counted you out. Now the fan base is down again. I don't know. I just, sometimes I just want to give up, man, with Buffalo sports. I do. Sometimes I just want to give up. It is brutal, man. It is absolutely, positively brutal. The ML Sports Platter, a huge thank you again to our friend Martin Biron, the former goaltender, crushing it right now as an MSG network analyst. You can follow him all over the social platforms and continue to watch him on Sabres broadcasts on the MSG network. And we are brought to you by our good friends over at Camillus Golf Club, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual, New York State. Burn Dairy and Courtney at Maple Down Senior Living Community. Call Courtney today and set up a meeting and tour right away. 315-496-66. It's an all-inclusive amenities situation, immediately relieving you from having to cook and clean and in turn allowing residents to enjoy the community 
and all it has to offer. Senior living community, safe, secure, meet new friends. It's awesome. Three chef prepared meals, homemade from scratch daily. You've got all your utilities, including heat, hot water, electric, and cable TV, offering 200 plus channels. And listen, they've got a lot of great room choices. One bedroom, two bedroom, studio. You can visit HolidaySeniorLiving.com. That's HolidaySeniorLiving.com. Just search Maple Downs or type in the zip code 13066 to get started. Or just call my friend Courtney direct. She can get you set up with a tour and a meeting and you can check it out. Maple Downs is independent living, but does have care available in the community. It is considered age in place care at a separate cost. Maple Down Senior Living Community Representative Courtney, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Call her today at 315-496-66. That's 315-496-66. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. At CH Insurance, your family is our family. We take pride in protecting you, your loved ones, and the things that matter most with the best personal coverage at the best premium. From home and auto insurance to boat, motorcycle, renter's insurance, CH finds the exact coverage you need without breaking the bank. They believe in their community and care about those they do business with. I have both personal and business policies with CH, and there's never a doubt they're in my corner. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.